This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins returned home. They opened up a six-game homestand with their first of four this weekend, a wraparound four-game weekend series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Don Mattingly and the Marlins utilized a bullpen game. Tommy Nance started. He went opposite of Tyler Anderson. A long, crazy night at the ballpark. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, you look at the final totals in this one. The Dodgers and Marlins combining for 16 runs on 24 hits. You might not have believed it, but this was a pitcher's duel for a while. But L.A. in 10 innings pulls this one out 10-6 tonight in the opening game of this four-game weekend wraparound series at Lone Depot Park. Tyler Anderson started for the Dodgers. 13-2 on the year, 2.73 ERA. He has been tremendous. For the Marlins, it was a bullpen night started by Tommy Nance. And while Anderson pitched into the sixth inning, the Marlins needed to piece it together tonight. Tommy Nance pitched out of a bases loaded mess in the first inning, pitched a scoreless second. Waskar Brazabon came on in the third inning, pitched a 1-2-3 frame, then pitched around a walk and an error in the fourth to keep the game 0-0 as Anderson was hanging zeros on his end. Brian Hoeing, who made his major league debut, was a starter against these Dodgers last Saturday night in Los Angeles, came on for the fifth inning and set down the top three, Betts, Turner, and Freeman back to back to back. And this game went into the sixth inning. Still no score, the Marlins and the Dodgers. In the sixth, Hoeing allowed a leadoff double to Will Smith. Max Muncy then popped a shortstop, but when Justin Turner singled, the Dodgers had men at the corners with one out for Chris Taylor. On 1-1, Taylor shoots one into center field. Blade backs up a couple of steps, makes the catch. Tagging Smith, he'll come home. And on a sack fly by Taylor, the Dodgers have finally broken the ice in this one. They go up 1-0 in the sixth. Now Taylor sack fly to make it a 1-0 game, but the Marlins came right back in their half of the sixth against Tyler Anderson. Peyton Burdick led off with a single after John Birdie popped up. Miguel Rojas hit a ground ball to third base. Justin Turner fired down to second base to try to get the force out. The ball went in and out of the glove of the second baseman, Chris Taylor. It was scored a throwing error on the third baseman, an E5. So the Marlins had men at that point at first and second with one out, trailing 1-0 in the sixth inning. Brian Anderson walked that loaded the bases and brought Joy Wendell to the plate. Bases loaded, one down. Lefty versus lefty. The 0-1 to Wendell. Ground ball, first base side, past the dive of Freeman into right field. The Marlins are going to take the lead. Burdick scores, Rojas scores, Andy to third on a double by Joey Wendell, and it's 2-1 Miami in the sixth. So Joey Wendell comes up big for the Marlins, and we went to the seventh inning. Miami on top in this ball game by the score of 2-1. Dylan Floro got the seventh. That leadoff hit to Trace Thompson. And with the tying man on, it was back to the top of the Dodgers order. And Mookie Betts. 2-2 to Mookie Betts is blasted to left field. 
Burdick's going back in front of the bullpen. He leaps and he can't get it. Mookie Betts has hit a two-run home run. Number 28, a two-run blast to put the Dodgers back in front, 3-2. to two. Just, the start of a, just the beginning of what would be a really big night for Mookie Betts in this ball game. Eventually, Flora will get out of the inning, but the damage was done on the Betts long ball. Dodgers led 3-2 into the bottom of the seventh inning. After Tyler Anderson went five and a third, three hits, two runs, one earned, a couple of walks, four Ks, and a wild pitch on 84 pitches, 52 strikes. Evan Phillips got out of the sixth inning. Phil Bickford started the seventh, allowed a single to Jacob Stallings. When J.J. Bleday walked, putting men at first and second, the Marlins pinch ran Luke Williams at second base for Stallings. With two on, nobody out. Peyton Burdick, who had never dropped down a sacrifice punt in the minor leagues, was asked to try to bunt the runners over to second and third, but he popped the bunt up in foul territory, and the Dodgers catcher, Will Smith, made the play for the first out. So at that point, he had first and second one out. John Birdie worked to walk. That loaded the bases and brought Miguel Rojas to the plate. The 0-1 to Rojas. Ground ball through the right side. That's a base hit. Williams is in to tie it, and they will hold Blade at third. It's 3-3 in the seventh. Rojas comes through. Brian Anderson then struck out for the second out of the inning with lefty Joey Wendell due. Dave Roberts brought on the lefty reliever Alex Vesia, a one-time Marlin in a big spot. Vesia's 0-2, and Wendell taps it slowly. First base side of the mound. Vesia on it, has to rush to first, and Wendell beat it. The Marlins have the lead. A little tapper up along the first base line. By the time Vesia fielded it and made the turn, Wendell beat the throw. So for Joey Wendell, his second go-ahead hit in as many innings. Had the two-run double to make it 2-1 in the sixth inning. That RBI single put the Marlins up 4-3 in the seventh. And while neither team scored in the eighth, we went to the ninth. Miami up by a single run at 4-3. Tanner Scott came on to pitch the ninth, looking to lock down the save. He got the leadoff man, Trace Thompson, on a really good play at third base by Joey Wendell for the first out. But then with a one-run lead, he had to go after Mookie Betts. And there's a drive to left field, down the line and deep. Burdick at the wall in the corner. It is a fair ball in a tie game. Mookie Betts with one out of the ninth, 4-4. A two-home run game for Mookie Betts, and the Dodgers weren't done against Scott in the ninth inning. Trey Turner, on the very next pitch, sent a ball to the warning track and left that Burdick ran down for the second now. But then Freddie Freeman singled. Both Will Smith and Max Muncy walked. And all of a sudden, he had the bases loaded in a tie game. Cole Solster was brought on to relieve Scott, the right-handed pitcher, to face the right-handed bat of Justin Turner. 30th game, 0-1, is shot into center field for a base hit to put L.A. on top. Freeman scores. Smith held. Bladé's throw comes all the way through, and it's 5-4 L.A. in the ninth. They've scored twice, and they still have them loaded. Now, Solster would come back to strike out Chris Taylor, and get the game to the bottom of the ninth, but the Dodgers had scored twice, sending eight to the plate in the top of the ninth. The blown save for Tanner Scott is sixth of the season, and it was 5-4 L.A. into the bottom half of inning number nine. The Dodgers brought on David Price to try to close this one out, and the first man he faced in the ninth spot in the batting order, the rookie left fielder Peyton Burdick. 1-2 to Burdick is in the air, right center. Hit it pretty well. Bellinger's going back at the wall. Goodbye! Burdick has tied it up in the bottom of the ninth. Peyton Burdick with his second big league long ball. And we were 5-5 five, five 
in the bottom of the ninth. Now, with one out, the Marlins benefited from back-to-back errors on the infield. One by the shortstop, one by the third baseman. And Miami had first and second with one out a chance to walk it off. Miguel Rojas at second base was the winning man, potentially. Joey Wendell tapped back to the pitcher, first base side of the mound. He was out one to three. The runners advanced to second and third. But pinch hitter Charles LeBlanc at the end of an 11-pitch at bat facing the veteran Price, who turned 37 today, ended up hitting a fly ball to Thompson and left, ending the Marlins' rally in the ninth. So they got a run to get the game to extra innings, but they couldn't walk it off. And in the top of the 10th, things just unraveled for the Marlins. Andrew Nardi came out of the bullpen. Donnie's last two options in that pen tonight were the rookie lefty Nardi and the veteran lefty Richard Blyer. The Dodgers had Chris Taylor, the place runner at second base, to begin the 10th inning. Cody Bellinger was the first man to bat. He had a little slow roller halfway up the first base line. There was no way Nardi was going to throw Bellinger out. His only chance was to let it roll and hope that it would go foul, but it died about 47, 48 feet up the line and just barely fair. So the infield hit put men at first and third with nobody out for the Dodgers in a 5-5 game top of the 10th. Nardi struck out Trace Thompson for the first out, but then he had to face guess who? The man who's been a real pain in the Marlins' neck in this ball game and in the season series so far, Mookie Betts. 3-2, Betts slugs one out to left. Burdick in pursuit of it, not going to get it. Going to bounce on the track and go to the wall. That'll score Taylor. Bellinger held at third base on a double by Mookie Betts. It's his fourth hit and his fourth RBI of the night. Dodgers lead 6-5 in the 10th. So Mookie Betts tonight goes four for six with a double, two homers, and four runs batted in for the season now. Ten for 19 against Marlins pitching with two doubles, a triple, two homers, and five RBIs. Dodgers had the lead. Then they would extend it courtesy of Trey Turner. 1-2 to Turner is blooped into center. That's going to get down for a base hit. In to score Bellinger, stopping at third. Betts, throw to the plate, bounces away, but Fortes on it quickly, and the runners hold. Make it 7-5 L.A. Now, Freddie Freeman then would deliver an RBI double as the Dodgers would pull away. Two batters later, Max Muncie hit a two-run double, and next thing you knew, it was 10-5 as the Dodgers sent nine to the plate in that 10th inning. They scored five runs on five hits, and they were firmly in command. They turned to Brewster Gratterall to pitch the bottom of the 10th inning with the place runner, Joey Wendell, at second base to begin the inning. Nick Fortes hit a comebacker to the pitcher for the first out. Wendell had to stay at second. Lewin Diaz then popped to third for the second out with two outs and Wendell at second. J.J. Blade doubled to the gap in right center field. That would score Wendell, made it a 10-6 game, but Peyton Burdick on the first pitch he saw bounced out to the second baseman, Taylor, and 10-6 is how this one ends tonight. The Dodgers scoring five times in the top half of inning number 10 to win this one in extras and improve to 4-0 on the year against Miami. For the Dodgers, 10 runs, 16 hits, three errors, 12 left. For the Marlins, six runs, eight hits, one error. They left 10. The Dodgers went 7 for 16 tonight with men in scoring position. The Marlins were 4 for 16. David Price, the winning pitcher, 2-0. Andrew Nardi, the loser in his first big league decision. He's 0-1. Time of the game was 4 hours and 18 minutes. The Dodgers, with the victory, are now 42-9 beginning June 29th.
They are 87 and 37 overall for the season. They have moved 50 games over 500 for the first time since the end of the 2021 season when they finished up 106 and 56. A win tomorrow, they'd be 51 over for the first time since August of 2017. This Dodgers ball club, best record overall in baseball, best home record, best road record with this victory tonight. They are 42 and 21 away from home. And they've got three more to play here in Miami, then three in New York against the Mets on their current road trip. As for the Marlins, coming home tonight after two and four California swing. Miami now has lost 19 of 26. The Marlins are 15 and 31 beginning July 6th. Miami falls to 54 and 71 overall. Marlins are 25 and 34 here at Lone Depot Park. Miami scored six runs in this game, most runs they've scored since July 28th in Cincinnati when they pushed across seven. Marlins did it on eight hits in this game. Miguel Rojas had a couple of singles and a run batted in, scored a run tonight. Joey Wendell had a go-ahead two-run double in the sixth, the go-ahead RBI single in the seventh, also scored a run in the tenth inning as a place runner. So Joey Wendell was two for five tonight, a double three RBIs, and a run scored. Marlins got a single and a ninth-inning game-tying home run. Peyton Burdick, he went two for five tonight. J.J. Bleday, a walk, a run scored, and the RBI double in 10th, but it's not enough. Dodgers in 10 beat the Marlins tonight, 10 to 6. The Marlins and Auto Nation are working together to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitch records a strikeout this season, $25 be donated to Auto Nation's Striping Initiative to support cancer research. Tonight, a total of eight strikeouts. That's $200. For the season, 1,082 Ks by the Miami staff, $27,050. It's Nation's Drive Pink initiative. Long night. Dodgers come out on top. Let's hear from Don Mattingly afterwards. Don, whether it's disappointment or frustration, just how difficult is it to let that one slip away after the way the guys battled there at the end of the game and being just three outs away from getting the win? Uh, a lot of good stuff today, actually, uh, for throwing a bullpen game at, at these guys you know Tommy battles through two gets gets through two Braz gives us two good innings uh, Brian gives up one uh, so we're you know we're through six there we get the lead and they really get to our guys that we try to get the ball to you know and Flo and Oki and, and Tanner um, so really a lot of good stuff like you said the guys you know battled back um, yeah Obviously, at the end, you, in a game like this, when you're running a bullpen game, you get get to your kind of out of bullets. So if you get to extra innings, you're in tr- and you're kind of in a little bit of trouble. And really, that's what we've seen today. So, you know, one gets away. Not not necessarily one gets away, but you know, it's kind of uh, for the most part, the game is good. Scoreless two, five there, Donnie, and then. Uh, Coming back, were you happy with the adjustments that they were making at, uh, at the plate offensively there towards the end of the game? I think they're putting together some nice at-bats. No, the guys battled. Um, yeah, I was happy with our guys. Um, they did a nice, you know, hang in there. Can, you know, it's easy to get behind, um, especially against that club, thinking it's kind of over. But our guys just kept coming, so I, I was really happy about that. Why do you think they were able to get to Cole and Tanner so effectively this season? I don't know. I think it looked like with uh, Cole, it wasn't so much. He's just kind of in trying to trying to end it. He's in a tough spot. He's got to throw a strike, or he, or he can't walk a guy. And 
you know you get a, you get a guy like JT who's who's pretty obviously really accomplished and. and and pretty experienced on what he wants to do up there, and he's going to stick to his plan. Uh, he did that. Uh, Tanner, really, this is is kind of just – it's always kind of the same with Tanner. He always walks the tightrope for the most part. Uh, it looked like today, like Mookie, it looks like, you know, Tanner throws a bunch of sliders, and it looked like a couple of guys just looking for it. You know, and it, when you're doing that, you got you get one in the zone and you got a shot. So um, – yeah, nothing really mind-shattering with with these. Like Tanner, it's kind of always like this, you know, right on the right on the edge. Uh, and today, just you know, didn't get out of it. You mentioned the running elbow. It's already obviously a tough spot for him in the tenth way too. Yeah, just a tough spot. And you know, you get two kind of inexperienced guys, you know, with Nick and him. But you know, Nick's been so good. Uh, and Andrew didn't look like he just didn't really get a breaking ball going. And when you get stuck with one pitch there, you're, you're in, in some trouble. And Mookie on their side, and the two home runs, the double just, how tough is a two-game plan for someone like him on top of the rest of their lineup they have? No, it's, it's tough all the way up and down. I think it, it just speaks to, like, you just got to continue to make pitches. And they keep pressure on you. It's what we talked about before the game. You, you continue to make pitches with these guys and it's tough because you're going to make some mistakes. I don't care. The best guys make mistakes. Um, and, you know, sometimes you may get away with it. But, you know, up and down the lineup, you don't really get away with it over time. Uh, so they're, they're just tough from the standpoint that it's up and down, kind of pressure all the way through. And back some stuff earlier in game, Hulling, after what happened in L.A. when he made his you see him rebound the way he did today the second time he faces them. <laughs> To see those steps, I know it's only it's two yeah, but it was good. Happens. It was good. He made some adjustments uh, in in what he was doing out there. So uh, you know, again, second time out, I, I I was encouraged by the adjustments. I mean, there's, he can, he can do some things with the ball. I think he's got some, you know, obviously when guys come up, you know, you just got a different level. You got to be able to do different things here, and if you. And so those are the things that like guys come up and kind of like the hitters, you get away with some things down below. You get here, they show you what you need to have, you know, add to your package of, of your pitches. In that ninth, you obviously mentioned the, the positive, but specifically verdicts and Leblanc's at that, even though Charles still Yeah, Pate's been working really hard, right? And again, he's kind of one of those guys that you talk about when he comes up. He's got, you know, he finds out quick. You know, there's adjustments you're gonna have to make, and you got to make them fast. You're gonna sink, right? And and you probably can't get a guys to do it until they get here. And so it's good to see him continue to work and have some success tonight. That was good. Um, and and then LeBlanc's at bat to me was a great at bat. You know, he, he hung in there. He stayed out over the plate. Uh, you know, David's not going to be giving in. He's going to stay on edges. You know, he knows he's still got a base to play with there, and he's not going to give in. So I thought he did a nice job of staying out over and fighting him off, and obviously, you know, they, they get him that, that last pitch. And I guess you're not ideal to, to lose your DH, but you certainly enjoyed <coughs> some annual ball. Yeah, a little bit, right? We had all <laughs> kinds of things going on there. Um, but you end up – it's just something we felt like we had to do at the time to, I think, we're, you know, where we're at. Uh, and you do some things to try to win a game. It, it kind of halfway worked. 
Um, but, you know, then we just weren't able to hold on. A couple of times lately, whether it's Burdick or Blade, following some of the losses, they kind of sit on the bench, they take it in, and they seem to take it hard. I know you don't want guys being tough on themselves, but I also know maybe you mentioned with Buck Showalter, <laughs> the Mets, he's got guys that they hate to lose. Like, what do you make of that when you see that or your reaction to those guys taking oh, those losses? It's a good thing. I do want our guys to be hard on themselves. They should be hard on themselves. You know, this is, a, this is the toughest level. And if you don't expect a lot out of yourself uh, and you take it like it's just another day, uh, it's not, not the kind of guys you want. So you want you want guys to expect a lot out of themselves and be disappointed when it doesn't work out. That was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins 10-6 loss to the Dodgers in extra innings last night. Game two of this series comes your way at 6-10 this evening when Sandy Alcantara goes opposite of the right-hander Dustin May. We'll hit the air at 540 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.